Hello and welcome to The Nightcap, uh, week two of our new weekly podcast. Thanks so much to everyone that downloaded the first one. We were overwhelmed with the response, the amount of downloads, people messaging us. It's been been amazing. We're upstairs at Salt uh, on Wednesday morning. And it's actually a big day here, isn't it, Paul? Because first day back, everyone's yeah. like... First day back, reopened tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so the guys come in, what, about an hour ago? They're just... Is there a buzz? Is like everyone a little bit eager, more yeah, eager than is. usual? There is, and... Yeah, it's, it's nice because you always feel that it's that night before a holiday, before work. Even if you <laughs> you love your job, you still have a bit of a like, oh, back yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But get in and everyone's here. People have had a good Christmas and New Year. That's nice. So it's not negative at all. But yeah, just get the restaurant clean, set up, get food prepped and stuff. They'll probably be here till you know, four or five and then get what's off. The, what's the usual like industry thing? Is like, you know, first day back after a few weeks off is like team huddle? Is like a team talk? Is that, what's the, <laughs> no, what's it's none the, of that. The... We're too English for that, I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Ted Lassoing, no. No, if, if, that, if that happened, I think I'd die of cringe. Like all the team were like, I believe that we will win. <laughs> Defence. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? Do you like have to? Because I know you want to keep something. You said last week you keep like some things on the menu the same. But do you talk to them straight away about menus, or is it all about cleaning? Is it all about like what is the general? Yeah, like I like I said last week, like I kind of get want Laura to lead it. If that makes sense, it's not solely her responsibility. There's you know obviously my input, and there's the rest of the team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she's got to lead it in the direction. So we had a good chat this morning before you got here about what she wants to change, some dishes we might have done before that we might bring back and tweak. Um, so there'll probably be two changes tomorrow, maybe one or two at the weekend. And there's ingredients we're waiting on, like Yorkshire rhubarb. It's there or thereabouts, but not not enough to get a regular supply. Oh, really? So, um, oh, so it's not the quality, it's the amount. Yeah, really. It's like Tomlinson, who we use, which mm-hmm. is the best stuff. Um, he's pretty got, you get a box and then you might not, get one for a week wow. or something and then all of a sudden it'll just be you'll have loads of it oh, it's so hard to plan for them and that it is that really with stuff like that because sometimes it depends on weather and that but we've had it in December before um, and you will some people you see them on Instagram using getting it on the menu so <laughs> I know you ain't got any fucking menu you've got a box in you put a dish together or whatever or done done it for a night or two but yeah. you you're not ro- rolling out nah 100% unless you live next door to Robert Tomlinson in your fucking get, <laughs> getting it, jumping like, over the fence yeah in the night <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I noticed when I came up the stairs and it reminded me of my old job was the Christmas trees up here yeah <laughs> with all of his decorations on yeah, now, when exactly. my, uh, I've done the ones here I've got rid of the ones in here but the ones in the restaurant and now I was like I just got the boxes out for the guys so yeah. they can do that Yeah. I remember an old radio station I worked at we went in and it was like this big open plan office with, with like a big sort of like storage bit upstairs and I was dumping a load of like tech stuff up there. So I was like, we, I went upstairs and when I walked in, there was like a fake 12 foot Christmas tree with all of its decorations still perfectly on. Oh, yeah. And I came down, this is like June. And I came down and I was like, well, obviously it's not in sight of anyone. It's just up in storage, but it had every decoration. Oh, right. yeah. And I was like, what's with the Christmas tree? And he, he was like, well, yeah, we, we would bring it, we would sort of take it down every year, but we realized when we could just store it up out the way, what was the point in undecorating it? <laughs> when we could just like literally, you know, December 1st next year, you could just bring it down as is and it's ready to go. I was like, That's what you could do with that one, because it's ready do. to go. We could just wrap it in cling film yeah. and then uncling film it next year, or end of the year. Absolutely perfect. Um, got quite a lot to cover today, actually, things I wanted to bring up. Firstly, though, um, one of the biggest films that came out at the back end of last year, The Menu. We both mm. watched it in the last week, didn't we? Yeah, it'd been Fiennes. on my radar for a bit. Because yeah. I remember I first seen it advertised, I think 
like on telly or a cinema or something. Mm. I was like, oh, that looks interesting. But you know, it is with industry things. And if it's a bit conceptual, it could go either way. Yeah, so true, yeah. But then I looked at the actors, like Ralph Fiennes and that, Nicholas yeah. Holt. I was like, that's decent cast. It looked Absolutely. good. Absolutely, yeah. And then um, Anya, Taylor, Anya Taylor-Joy as well. She's uh, Queen's Gambit, yeah. the lead in that. She was the one I couldn't remember her name until I Googled it then. But yeah, really good cast, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it just looked good. Even the, like, the trailers, it's like that. You can tell it's had a good chef behind it. And had Dominic Crenth. Free Mission star from mm-hmm. San Francisco. Were they some of her dishes? Well, she would have conceptualised them with them. They wouldn't have been her dishes. Right. But you can tell they've been done by a, yeah. a really high level There was no doubting chef. it. No doubting it. When you looked at them, you're like, this is so believable in the context of this restaurant. Exactly, yeah. And it, just the way the chefs work, the way the restaurant and the kitchen is set up, yeah. the way they speak, it's... it's it mm-hmm. was authentic. Yeah, really was. But yeah, it was. It was been on my radar, and Haley texted our little group, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. And I was at Marie's. I was like, "I'll stick this on." She'd never heard of it, <laughs> and she was just like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> well, this is the. Di- it's hard to talk about without giving anything away because it's a really cool thing to discover. But the premise is like supposedly one of the best restaurants, if not the best in the world, is is invited an elite group of people. Yeah. To an island where the restaurant's on, where it's just that restaurant on the island mm. and it's called the menu because he has designed this bespoke menu for these guests for a specific reason yeah taste the menu that's it. Um, yeah and obviously won't get much away but I think and that's Ralph we, Fiennes is the chef he's the he? chef and he's bloody great and, and he's, he's got like, this kind of tortured geniusness about him 100% and it was nice you could see the Voldemort in him yeah I, I, can, I mean I, I always think of him as Voldemort anyway but you, even in that performance you could see that slightly sinister yeah slightly. whip his nose off give him a wand <laughs> yeah. yeah it's Voldemort swap the ladle for a, a wand and he'd look exactly <laughs> yeah. like it yeah you could tell and this is it's quite it's quite often I thought about this after when I reflected on it without giving much away you could tell the food he was doing it was incredible yeah. and he was this incredible level but he wasn't happy mm-hmm. but without giving it away what the woman from Queen's Gambit sees at the end um, in that room and she says something to him that takes him back to his happiness absolutely and just changes him Mm -hmm. Um, and it's amazing just to see through his journey he's lost that on this pursuit of excellence Mm -hmm. that he wasn't clearly wasn't doing for himself or his own fulfilment Mm. yeah Yeah. and that was a really because that had even though it's a slightly absurdist film, like that did have correlations to real life. Exactly. And I, I think the one thing, again, this hopefully doesn't give much away if you haven't watched it yet, and I really do urge you to because it was a great film. But one of the themes of it is sort of about how elite the clientele is. Yeah. And how conflicting that is with, like, you know, only money can pay for, you know, why should food be... But, yeah, everyone can eat everywhere. But can you see can you see bits of that where it's like, you know, there are people like, out there that will never get to try this food yeah, because of the, how expensive it is? Yeah, and more so the fact that... And I think a part of his unhappiness comes back to he's cooking for these people he just fucking despises. Yeah. Like, and why... You know, I've met every single one of those guests a hundred times over. Probably the, the actor guy, not so much. But the rest, without going those into three the bankers, details of their characters, but, yeah. those, yeah. Fuck, you don't get as many up here, but you still get a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get loads in London. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the couple that clearly don't fucking like each other. Yeah. You know, a lot in country houses. Yeah. They'll sit there for three hours and don't say a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so true. Just, um, and that was perfectly highlighted again. These aren't, these aren't sort of spoilers to the thing, but when Ralph Fiennes says to that guest, you've been here how many, ever many times in the yeah. like, 
tell me one dish from your last time here. Exactly. And he just looked, and I was like, that, I, I know there is someone in every night that is exactly. like that. It's crazy. And I thought Nicholas Holt's character was yeah, brilliant. And genius. I've met it, them loads, and they annoy the fuck out of you sometimes. Yeah. To, to, when they get to that level, they annoy you. Yeah. So it, I don't it, want to upset any like people that are like that a bit. Oh, no. Some it, of them are lovely, but it made me feel when insecure. you're that annoying level. It made me feel insecure <laughs> because it was like I hated him automatically. And this is basically an over-eager guy that is like gushing over the chefs. Yeah. Which I, I know I don't get to that level, but it was sometimes when he just went, mm, like at the table. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've done that. I've definitely done that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I got so immersed in it that I've just like lost myself. Yeah, which is fine. It's when you add all of it together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so true. A great film. You've got to go and watch it. Maybe we'll talk about it more in a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's on Disney, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Or your special box. <laughs> yeah. What? What are you about? You can't say anything. They're clamping. I read an article last night that they're around the Midlands. The police are going. They've got a full address of people with all dodgy fire sticks and dodgy boxes. How? And they're going to be. I don't know. From obviously people that have been the suppliers, and they're going to go around knocking doors. Like they're not going to fucking waste their time. Go to the source. You're paranoid every time you hear it. Hear knocking the door. Fucking fling it out the window. That's so good. Uh, what else do I want to chat about this week? Um, oh yeah, Noma closing was a massive. It was a surprise. Yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. make of that? Um, well, I, I didn't hear about it till yesterday, but it came out Monday night. Yeah. Um, uh, really interesting, and I mean, it's very, very Rene, and I love how he does this. Obviously, Noma, the original Noma closed. They did Noma two, mm-hmm. and I wasn't predicting this, but he was closing this, and he's doing Noma three. Yeah. And what you've got to admire like about Rene is the fact that he will never stand still and he's always in this pursuit of moving forward excellence and it's not just you know, most of us are just we're striving just to make our restaurant better and just yeah, yeah. just you know be comfortable yeah. survive etc but he's always pushed the boundaries pushed the boundary of food and now obviously he's reached that level it's three mission star it's like well okay let's rip it up and start again mm-hmm. and he's not scared to do that and you've got to fucking admire that I think and remind me then do you, does he lose all the stars straight away well I just assume so he kind yeah. of did with the Noma yeah. to the other Noma because I think there was a big gap of mm-hmm. time and and there um, will be again now won't there 2025 and stuff yeah yeah I think this closes the end of this year doesn't it Noma 2 I think and then yeah there's another I don't know if he's moving site I don't know if he's or what's happening no. maybe he is good. but I, I admire young. I really admire that that you know the braveness of just saying okay we've done this we've reached our peak here let's rip it up let's start again yeah let's fucking do something different let's Should do number get, three okay, get, he maybe had a few uh, moments where things were a bit too comfortable or maybe too easy like some people just get a bit nervous when things get a bit stale or a bit easy mm. even in their mind not yeah. to the rest of the world's mind probably but in his mind he's like oh we've done this dish but he could have stayed at the original Noma like and still been the, the sort of legend that he is and mm. carried on. But he's just always gone and either broken new ground or led the world in one way of food or gone, right, let's just fuck it, yeah. let's start again, let's start again. Yeah. It's he amazing. could have like relaxed back, set back and been comfortable with it. But no, you've got to admire that, I think. It shows you a lot about the character of some of these elite chefs, though. It was the same with El Bully and, and like closing. And you're at the top, you could just, you're set for life, you could stay open for 40 years and probably retain. Mm. But just this pursuit of like change it, do something different all the time, even when you were at that level, it's, yeah. it is incredible. And I don't know, maybe there's like, just I'm probably reading into it too much, the fear of it being a bit shit, because you could get to that level, mm. never work there again, trade off its name, even if it went to two star, it could 
trade off his name, charging a fortune for years and years, yeah. and just milk the cow. Yeah. Um, but but then you could fear of it getting stuck in time when the dishes don't change after five yeah. years. Suddenly you're a bit behind the rest of the curve. And yeah, but you wouldn't blame anyone for being like, right, that's settled, no. that's sorted. I'm going to go <laughs> fucking barge every year and <laughs> just chill and enjoy myself and live off yeah. the proceeds. Yeah. Um, but they do get a bit slated restaurants that do that within the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just, he's not doing that. Just constantly reinventing himself. Yeah. A bit like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> he's exactly like Madonna. That's who he's aspiring to be. Um, he said he wants to change it into a giant lab, so a pioneering test kitchen dedicated to the work of food innovation and development of new flavors. But he also said, I haven't got it here, but he said something about it. He don't. He doesn't want it to be defined as a restaurant. Yeah. Now is he just being slightly conceptual and a bit not weird, but a bit like um, almost avant garde with his statement there, or? Is it still going to be? Can I get a table for two at seven, please? Uh, like, will there, will there still be a seating thing, or will it be something we've never? Like, I don't know. I don't what know. Does that mean I'd we want... could read loads into it? Like, at what point does a restaurant stop being a restaurant? Yeah. What? What? You know, if you're sitting down and eating food, if you're turning up to a venue to pay for food, yeah. that's a restaurant. It's a form of a restaurant. Form of a restaurant. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> I love that we need to define things. Like, you just tell us what it is. Like, don't be coy about it. We need it. you in the pigeonhole. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's super exciting, though. Can't wait to see what happens there. Uh, also this week, uh, single-use plastics to be banned across the UK. Um, there's, I think, more coming later this week. But I saw that the other day. The first thing I thought of, though, is I, I don't think I... I don't know really when I ever cr- come across much of it now, like mm. plastic forks and spoons and stuff. But the one thing that I can't stand is the... Plas- is the uh, the, straw, the eco-friendly straws? Paper ones. Yeah. Oh, they're wank. Oh, they're, all, yeah. they're, they're bad, but they also, for some reason for me, I don't know what it is, it's like how it feels in my mouth and stuff. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. I, I really mean. hate yeah, it. Like, I feel really uncomfortable with that. There needs to be a better version of that. I don't know what it is. We've got some here that I think Laura sourced. Um, they're made of like, I don't know, fucking veg or something. <laughs> but they, they feel like plastic straws. Really? They feel exactly like plastic straws. Customers are like, sometimes have been like, oh, it's plastic. It's not, it's biodegradable. It's fucking, uh, I don't know. Oh, some, some they veg. go so soggy so quick and then, oh, Or the paper like, ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're awful. And then I hated it when people started bringing out straws that you can have yourself to take. Like, well, who's taking a fucking straw with them? It's a metal one. We got given one, um, the first Michelin Awards I went to and I got the start, and it's beautiful metal straw. Yeah. And it had like, a, it's like bending it, I think. I really, may not that's have, cool. But, so how am I cleaning that? Yeah. Like, Yeah, I'm I don't not, know, actually. It's a good I'm point. I'm not, I can't be bothered with a pipe they, cleaner, <laughs> cleaning that and rinsing it and drying it. And Are they dishwasher? Where am I going to take it? Can I go in the dishwasher? Would they do? do I don't think it'd get through. No, because they're quite long. Yeah, yeah. Um, I um, weirdly, me and Haley got some. It was like a stocking filler present from I can't remember who, but one of our parents or something, a good few years ago, and they were like bamboo straws. Oh yeah, which they look cool, but we were like, oh, we're never going to use them all the time. But they are a nightmare to clean. And sometimes you go and have a sip of something, and you get a little bit of a lump of something you've had a few months ago coming out, <laughs> of it, and it is absolutely grim. It's <laughs> fucking awful. But I've. But I only ever use a straw if I'm out. So, like, I'm not taking a straw out with me. Yeah. I'd never use a straw at home, ever. I don't think I would ever opt for a straw in any circumstance. I'm going to put it out there. No, it's just like, say, if I had a takeaway drink that comes with one. Yeah, I just have That's it. That's the only time. Yeah. So, like, giving me a, a metal one, it, mm. what am I going to do with that? I, I suppose... Apart um, from use as a wand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would probably be more likely to use a straw when there's a shitload of ice in my drink. Yeah, because bringing that up to your face, and it's like 
if I re- if I go to McDonald's or somewhere, I will make up. I'm that dick that says, "Can you not fill it with ice?" I just want a little bit of ice because you know they do that thing where they literally go from the bottom to the top of ice. Yeah, and you get a little bit of it's coke in there nothing. and it's gone. Yeah. yeah, I I want a tiny bit, but I don't. I hate straws. Honestly, I I would never have one. I'd never yeah, choose to have shit. one. Get them out of there. Yeah, don't, even yeah, cocktails. I don't gin and tonics. No, just no, sip it. No, it's stupid. Speak, speak. But, I mean, it's a good thing doing the, the making the band. I've had this conversation with Laura a while ago because we were talking about recycling and and things and how my opinion's always been stuff like that mm. you can't put it on the consumer because the majority of consumers don't give a fuck yeah. like or or they'll just get lazy with it and I, I, I'm on the fence like okay we have to do it I'll recycle I'll reduce the amount of plastic bottles I'm doing but if I'm there I'll do it yeah, I mean yeah. I'm guilty of that but then there's people that don't give a shit so, which probably build up the majority of mm-hmm. the population yeah. so it has to be all these things like this for the environment they have to come from the the government making these changes black and white rules yeah because yeah. you leave it to the people you leave it to the consumer it's just not going to happen yeah absolutely is it? and it's it sounds really pathetic in the grand schemes of things because it's a really serious thing like yeah saving our planet is pretty damn sick it should be a number one priority for all of us but when it, we're living day to day and we're trying to make ends meet yeah we don't see we the reality s- of the nah. size of it no. like and you just you only see yourself in that little bit or or you know we're consumerists aren't we and this, this sort of capitalist society and we you know we we just mm. we buy for convenience and, yeah. and stuff um, although we are much more educated about it majority of people if you don't give a fuck or just think oh that's too expensive or mm. or it's you know, I'll just, I haven't got time or whatever yeah, be, yeah so it has to come from above it's the only way around it yeah I imagine that. I mean, it must be. Weird. I, we actually think about it from the size of a, from the other side of a business owner. Like, say, it's been a family business for years. We make plastic cutlery and we sell them for events and stuff. Like, mm. they must have either, I mean, closed or pivoted massively to wooden straw, you know, uh, sporks and whatever. They must yeah. have had to do that. But there'll yeah. be loads of. I mean, that will actually have a massive effect on loads of people's businesses as well. But. Yeah, but when I was younger, that's all it was. Yeah, you know what I mean, it was. It was paper bags and, you yeah. know, it wasn't that long ago. No. It ain't yeah. that old. But, like, you know, chip shop, it was, you know, any yeah. wooden wooden stuff. And now it's all plastic yeah. for cheap and convenience. So yeah, we just so have true. to go back more to that way. Get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't like the guilt of putting it on the consumer and expecting the consumer to solve these world problems because they're just not going to. Yeah, yeah. They're just not going to. But in some ways, like, even though it might be frustrating at times, a part of me, like I said before, quite likes... Even if it's a rule I don't like, at least it's black and white. Like, mm. I get it or I don't get it. It's like, yeah. oh, that's annoying, but that is the rule. So it's like, I, I do know where I stand and I don't have to think for myself. Yeah, Because exactly. the decision's been made for me. There's something yeah. actually quite nice about that. And I don't even have that. the option. I yeah, yeah. Search it out on so the I, fucking I, I dark web. I can't even fucking, yeah, I can't complain about it. I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to get on I'll get with my it. plastic spoons <laughs> on the dark web now. <laughs> <laughs> what an image. People like sporks down a back alley. Uh, I've got 100 sporks, mate. Do you want uh, awesome right dry January that's something I wanted to bring up so many I feel like this year more than any year I've oh, seen really? people yeah because I've not heard much about it this year but I see this is my opinion on it I think it wasn't necessarily because of the health kick stuff but I feel like even in the space of one two three definitely five years the advancement of non-alcoholic beverages has come on so much that loads of brands have obviously used this as a great opportunity to get people on non-alcoholic beers cocktails and the quality has gotten better it has so i think it's actually become more than just a health thing but also like a bit of a revolution because people are trying these drinks and going no no i genuinely i that's not just a substitute i fucking love this it Mm. tastes great 
Yeah. So it's changed the game a bit, but I've seen loads of people doing it. Have you not? Ah, no, I've not. And obviously, I'm really hung out on many people lately. I've been working here the past week mm-hmm. doing stuff, so I've not really heard much. I've not seen much on social media. When I have noticed it is when we've been open yeah. and people mention it. I mean, a few years ago, we like the January, the drink sales were so bad. Really? And we weren't going to stock up on loads of different varieties of non-alcoholic stuff because we'd just be left with a stock and some yeah. of it doesn't have great um, shelf life. Shelf life. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's like, yeah, especially is- the menu we have, if, if or the type of restaurant we are, people will have one, maybe two. Yeah. You know, whereas if it's alcohol, they have... A load, really. Yeah, yeah. So massive, really noticed it on the, the sort of bottom line in that January a few years back. It would have been, what, 2018 mm. or 2019, I think it was. That'll be interesting this time next week then for us to have a chat and see what's see happening this first week many, of you Yeah, up, see how the drink like, sales are and how, how it is sort of chatting to guests and things. But What is your like standard non-alcoholic beverage here? Like, if uh, we have, always have a non-alcoholic beer. We've got seed lip, although I think it's fucking overpriced. Yeah. yeah, it's a joke. I think it's yeah. an absolute fucking joke. It's quite a lot, because a lot of... And I'm annoyed that we buy it. Oh, really? want it, it annoys me. <laughs> it costs the same, it's just fucking water with some peas in it. That's all it is. And I don't give a fuck. It, it pisses me off how, like, people buy it, and it costs the same. The branding's beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. You're, you're sort of buying, a bit like a lot of things, you're buying the hype and the brand, aren't yeah. you? So, like, and, and some, and you can make, like, people make a cocktail out of it. And I'm like, well, you may as well just not put it in because you wouldn't notice. Just give me the fruit shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what annoys me is it's not like, like, some non alcoholic stuff or where it's like really, really low is because there, yeah, it goes an extra process where they have to remove the alcohol. So you can understand why it's similar price point or mm-hmm. sometimes a little bit more. Yep. But this is water with some fucking peas in yeah, and yeah. a bit of herbs. Pretty much. Like it's a co- it's distilled a co- it. It's a cold herbal tea, basically. It's not even that. Like They <laughs> distill it so it's clear. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, well, they're never going to sponsor us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, delete that email from the outbox. <laughs> yeah, but no, I've always, yeah, I, I feel like a hypocrite because I hate it, but people buy it, people like it, but I, I can't charge what I think it's fucking worth because mm-hmm. it costs us a lot of money. Yeah. But we don't sell much of it. No. That's interesting. I find the non-alcoholic thing, like, in the week especially, I'll, I will have a bit of a, you know, after a long day or like, mm. it sounds fucking cliche, but like there's a big football game on a Tuesday night. It's like, oh, I fancy having a couple of beers. But I I don't know where this comes from. I have this like slight rain of guilt on me about drinking in the week. I don't, oh, know, really? where, I don't know where, where it's where come, from. come from. It's yeah. not come from my, like my parents or anything, but there's just yeah. this part of me that's like, oh, I don't want to be drinking in the... And maybe actually it's not about worried about my health. It's more like at the weekend it feels more special. So it's okay. like I've been waiting all week and I get to have a few drinks. Maybe. So maybe it's about that. spreading it out because it's like over Christmas. By the end, I'm like, I don't want to see another fucking drink. Yeah. I'm done now for a bit. I need to... This is... The, the novelty has worn off mm. of having a drink. Like it's not feeling special. Yeah. So maybe that's part of... And that's why I, even though some of them I don't even like that much, I'll just buy token non-alcoholic beers just so I get that sense of it without having it yeah does that make sense I, I don't, I don't actually mean. saying it aloud makes me what the fuck am I doing I know what you mean do you know what I mean but right. like for me it's um, I, I don't drink that much that it would feel weird me being like all dry January because I don't drink a lot when I drink I drink as you know like, I'll, I'll go for it um, and I can handle my drink I come from a family of big drinkers sure um, pub owners I mean you've got exactly it. you've yeah, got come it off. you go hard or blood. go home yeah I would have been adopted if not <laughs> so yeah and like Christmas yeah I drank a fair bit but not like it wasn't like you know fucking few bottles of wine a day level it wasn't silly levels so mm. 
and I don't I don't generally drink in the week even that's not a conscious choice I just don't yeah. I don't know why I just just don't really no sure it's never been a habit I might have the odd glass at a weekend or a bottle of wine or something but yeah, yeah. just not it's not that big a thing Fair. really but it just feel weird making a point of not drinking when I'm not a huge regular yeah, drinker. Exactly. I think that's the other thing of, for those that have maybe went from drinking a lot to now stopping for one month and then what, February 1st comes around and they're just back on it yeah. again. Like, what, it, what was the point in so that? It doesn't <laughs> fucking impress me. Right? Anyone out there who's doing dry January, it's not a big deal. Do dry fucking December. <laughs> yeah. Nobody goes out in yeah. January. It's easy. That's not a challenge. That's a good point. Yeah. Do it for Christmas Day when everyone's Easiest, like... Yeah, do the whole of fucking December. Like, including the 31st. Oh, God. Then I'll be proud of you. Can you remember how... Dep- how can you think about how depressing that would be, though, like, for... <laughs> Christmas Day, New Year's, oh. all your mates and family are just like getting on it and you're just sat there with your little Diet Coke like, yeah, nearly done. But oh, <laughs> January comes around, I'll be back on it when everyone's... <laughs> Who's coming out? Yeah, not me. Not me. I'm off. doing dry January. <laughs> uh, I was, oh, was going to ask you about your new place because I saw that it's got a bit of bit of traction. It has, recently. yeah, yeah. Put some, uh, our PR put some... Um, some stuff out there um, Dr. Telegraph because they were just like they do this type of year what's opening new in London mm-hmm. so yeah it was some nice restaurants and good chefs amongst uh, in the list it was really nice just just a small piece about what's going and it got loads of attention really which yeah. is good to yeah, I, yeah. Saw, I saw that like does that little things like that make it feel more real like, oh fuck it's happening now here we go this is uh... yeah yeah it does yeah <laughs> yeah need to get some fucking stuff <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> so right it's called grass fed right grass fed yeah, great name. So it kind of leads it to people knowing what um, we're serving, which is predominantly beef, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can you give us a little like without like you know lifting the curtain completely? Yeah, so really, is there like a like a staple dish or a staple thing or like start. Um, yeah, really small menu. Like so, there'll be the first part of the menu will be starters slash small plates. So things you can graze on, some nice charcuterie. Like maybe like some ox cheek on toast with a fried duck egg or something oh, like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, just quite comforting, uh-huh. like food. Um, I'm gonna do like a really really cool hot dog. Uh, Aubrey Allen worked on this pure beef hot dog for us, um, so I've got a lovely recipe for that, which was all done and boxed last summer. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna do it yet, but really pimp it up, just make it really cool yeah. and just just a nice tasty hot dog because no one really. Around Camden does any. There's a couple, but there's nothing any good. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that sounds awesome. And then, yeah, just some, some meat cooked over coal. Um, and there might be just a few nice, interesting sauces that you can have on the side. Or you could have, like, say, some sobrasada on top of your beef, just grilled. Maybe some stitchleton cheese, just grilled. Oh, like little, just really small priced add-ons to it. So mm-hmm. you can kind of build your own in that respect. Awesome. A really good grass-fed beef, um, different sort of cuts. Um, we might do something different for a Sunday, but I've not worked that out yet. You know, maybe do some like slow cooked rib or beef rump caps because I'm having this um, charcoal grill built oh, cool. pulley system, so it can you know. Is that similar to one like Nathan's got? Nathan Davies got? Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah similar. Oh, yeah, not not as big and as impressive. Yeah, as sure. Things. But the um, same idea. Yeah, same idea. Um, but yeah, we can pulley system. We can cook things a little bit lower temperature and smoke them up the top mm-hmm. um, oh, so pro- probably do some stuff like that yeah I've got to get the menus out and go back through them and, and price them and work them out really but grass fed the name to me it just it just says it's just got a nice natural kind of nature sounding yeah. name if that makes sense yeah because it evokes sort of like you know it's a meat based menu but it evokes that sort of like 
eco-friendly, like proper sustainable meat. Like it yeah. just has that like ne- like like you say like that grounding to it, like mm-hmm. a really cool. Yeah, it's not the biggest place in the world, the ki- and the kitchen's quite small. Like, yeah, it's tiny. To, it's, you like we're having so many challenges designing yeah. it. Really, yeah. I've been been in there so many times. Because if anyone knows Camden, it's. Um, it's in one of the arches of the, the train station with a little mezzanine floor. So cool, though. Yeah, like, so it won't even cool. have... It's so small, it won't even have a toilet or anything. Wow. Like Because there's communal ones, there's a lot of food outlets yeah, there. Yeah. So there's really nice ones, like really, like really, really close. Mm-hmm. There's so many little issues, but with the, the architect and the, the project manager and that, we're just going through the, the design stages, there's so many little things that we need to get in that mm. I take for granted here. Because this isn't massive, yeah. but I've got this hole upstairs, which we've just... Use for storage and excess, and you just you take take, yeah. it, take it for granted. Yeah, of course. And there we just have nothing, and it's obviously it's like even like out there's is rent. there such thing as out the back? Like, is no. that a bit, there's nothing. No, right? it's an arch wow. with. Just imagine the arch with a back wall. Yeah. We've got a little door on the front wall in the mirror, which um, in the windows, yeah. and then there's a stairway like. Um, an L-shaped stairway that goes onto a mezzanine floor mm-hmm. and that's got to be bought in because obviously it arches um, I'm doing all these hand signals but nobody you know <laughs> can fucking see it <laughs> um, so that's got to be bought in it will have tables upstairs but even where we're just going to box it off to make it a flat wall so it doesn't arch down yep. there's a lot of crawl space in there just to store stuff um, so the kitchen downstairs is going to be small but we're going to have some like counter dining around oh, the pass cool yeah but it's so, just so it's going to be very simple it's not going to be it's going to be very different to salt but my ethos around food will surround so, it yeah sometimes in a weird way like those challenges then they force you to do things slightly differently but that then much yeah. to your advantage it makes it more bespoke not bespoke but do you know what I mean like unique again because it's like oh we actually why did you do that it's amazing oh it's actually because of a very practical reason of we can't do that so we do this exactly do you know what I mean? like, yeah weird. yeah that exactly that often is the case it is, and used to working in a tight kitchen, so you know you kind of used to those those problems, and and it's shaping your business as well. Yeah, yeah. But like for instance, like we we won't even serve desserts. Wow, we don't have space. That's we don't cool. have the the refrigerator space, freezer space, or or just space in the kitchen. So we've got to really focus on what we do. But and I think a few years back that would have been really weird. But there's a mm. few restaurants that do that now, and they focus on what they do. Yeah, um, pot kiln, perfect example. Um, that was like a chef's canteen for years. I think it won best restaurant in UK. It's really, wow. Really cool place. Um, Where is it? Is it Soho Way? I think. I went last year. Great Thai food, all cooked in front of you if you sit at the bar. But there's no, um, no desserts. And I, that was already on my mind to not do desserts. Mm. And I was having a chat with the, the other guys that are involved in it, and they weren't sure. But well, why are we going to force something out that's not going to work? It's not yeah. going to be. Um, you know, it's not going to be good enough just to sell maybe a, f- a few pound dessert whereas well, we can just the, turn the table over the main reason was because of space for fridges and freezers and yeah that. really yeah yeah because yeah, we would have offered something small and you know and if this works you know, the, the idea the dream is really to, to try and do some more of them really mm-hmm. we'd need some you know some out, outside investment but you know maybe like the next sites if it you know, bigger sites maybe we could look at growing the, yeah, the cool. model yeah. yeah wow that's so exciting though yeah what about so obviously you you could go in there and you wouldn't be able to just go in there and have it just a drink though 
Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, people could. Yeah, you yeah. could. Yeah, and oh, we've got a little outside fair. seating area as well because okay. we overlook the canal, like the locks down in Camden, which yeah. is really cool. Um, that must be then hard to though forecast when people could just be coming in for a drink or share a couple of small plates or coming in for a full dinner of loads of stuff. Like it's hard to like predict the. It is. I think we just. I think it's just something we need to find our way yeah, yeah. with it, manage see, it, see what happens. Really? Or, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exciting. We should go and do a podcast from it. When well, we said yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be perfect, especially like. Some London chefs we want to get is sometimes hard getting them up here. We'll yeah. do it there. We'll record it upstairs right. and we'll have some beef. You can take your scooter and I'll rent one. And we'll <laughs> turn up together. Yeah, fun. we'll race down the canal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. I'm buzzing for that. Uh, well, can you give people even more of an indication of closer to a date yet? Or not um, really? It depends when the contracts start. They should should have been starting this week, but that's not happened. Um, <laughs> potentially next week, and then, like, I think realistically, start of April. Okay, realistically cool. speaking, is when we're looking at. Fingers April. crossed. Yeah. Cannot wait. Sweet. Anything else going on? No, I'm just busy. I'm working on like quite heavily on the the next book at the moment. Is like, oh, what so is yeah. it? No, can you say pasta? The pasta one. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah. So like, I'd done a lot last summer, but I had to shelve it a bit just with things going in the restaurant and Brett leaving from up here and Jack leaving as well. Obviously, I had to just yeah, you know, big, do, big a changes. bit more focus in with here and again with Camden coming up and other stuff and like yeah. the work I do for social media. So well, I just need to shelve. That's the thing I can shelve. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've just I've gone back into that now, and I've did loads of work over the past week or so. I've got to do some development. I had a meeting with Michelle, who did the photography and design for the meat book mm-hmm. on Friday last week, and um, yeah, we've made a plan, and we're looking to send it off to publish the start of Juneish. So that means it'll be yes, yeah, so I've got a fucking lot of work to do. Wow, yeah. Um, that means I think we've got the first shoot in February. Mm-hmm. Um, that means it'll be back three to four months. So autumn time, book three. Amazing. Be, yeah. That's so yeah. cool. But I feel like the first one, I mean, it, obviously it went down really well, but because it was quite a unique thing that you were doing there, that seemed to resonate with the, a lot of chefs as well. Like really like, mate, this is fucking cool. What, the meat book? Yeah, the meat one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really proud of it. Because it wasn't just a book of hero things I make in my restaurant like your first one was. This was like a really specific angle of like yeah I actually wanted people to cook from this yeah, so. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like I didn't really give a shit with the salt pork <laughs> but it's, it's not as much but it's more it's half a memoir as well as a yeah and it's isn't a it bit, the first one and a lot of people do that you but. know and I don't know a lot of chefs that listen to this and we've had on the podcast have done similar books to the salt one and some of them will probably admit it's an ego thing which mm. you know, not in a bad way but no, no, no. Yeah, it's a nice thing to do and to be proud of and that's what it was something and I thought I'd only ever do one until I had this idea for this six yeah and I, I really enjoy the process. I really work it, enjoy working on them and, yeah. and stuff. It's, it's nice. really rewarding. Especially you get, like, it sounds silly, but in so many things you don't get to see. Yeah, you work. Something that's like tangible. Tan- yeah, yeah, a physical, like, a thousand copies of this book I've made. Like, that's a yeah. really good feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. So much going on. Oh, but you mentioned Brett briefly. We have to, you sent me a WhatsApp the other day that had me in fucking <laughs> stitches. Uh, if you set the scene in the context of this, but this is, yeah, people are going to love this. Let me get it up. So, um... <laughs> Like me and Brett still text a lot and abuse each other and stuff. Um, well, it's more me abusing him, really. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Standard. And his mate worked somewhere, received a CV, worked in recruitment for this big company. Mm. I wonder if we can put it on and cut all the names and stuff oh, off. Oh, that's just a good so idea. If we give it to Haley so she can just... Yeah, just like crop it, like crop smudge out. out. Just so people can say it. Yeah. So 
He sent me before a few dodgy CVs because he knows how they piss me off when we get wanky ones here where people have put no effort in. <laughs> it's your first interaction <laughs> with the company Make that you want impression. to work for yeah. and you put the shit in. And So work experience. They've got one job, right? Chippy. Yeah. <laughs> where? The name where? of this chippy. <laughs> All in lowercase as well, which, you know... Yeah, it annoys me. Even though I'm not great at writing, but come on, yeah, work there for a bit. <laughs> that is class. Work there for chippy. Work there for a, a bit. bit. You can just picture the guy saying it as well, can't you? Just like, yeah, it's chippy. Work there for a bit. Uh, and that's it. It's just like what? <laughs> I sort of admire. How long? That, just a bit. <laughs> Fuck yeah, a bit. Work there for a bit. What is a bit? I don't know. It's a, a bit is a relative term, In right? In your mind, <laughs> what do you think? If you had to get like a million pounds, you would like. Weren't there for a bit, what do you reckon? How long was the bit? <laughs> Two weeks? At most. Yeah? At most. Oh, most. Okay, think, so it's yeah. gone badly. Yeah, I think it's gone badly. Because you can't and write... I don't want to say. You can't write chippy two weeks, because that, like, no. well, what the fuck happened? And you... they can't stick six months a year on in case they get in touch, because that's his only fucking job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a bit. I just, I just blag it, when I? And if I make it to the next stage... Yeah, you're not making the next stage, mate. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I want to take... Just put in chippy... I, this has always come full circle like, I admire this like it's so impressive like the balls to do it yeah. maybe he wasn't even thinking about it but it's just fucking class yeah we need to put that up on that, that that'd be a good thing actually like obviously for GDPR reasons if people get rid of names or anything like that but chefs like me we get wanky terrible CVs all the time oh, if yeah. anyone sends us some inserts yeah. from anything funny but again you know, obviously remove names and yeah stuff. remove names or, or just quote it so just or send just us the bit that's it, funny yeah, the, yeah, yeah what they've said in their CV that's a great v, one or anything ridiculous I, I've had loads but um, you know I've just forgotten most of them now. Yeah. yeah, you must get CVs all the time, even when you're not advertising for jobs. Not really, no. I don't nowadays. You? Used to oh, years. I was going to say you used now. to like for the best places in the UK, you'd just be inundated, wouldn't you? People. Yeah, to... but you just don't know. It's just no, changed. It's not like that now. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's why you got people like this. That's all you got. Yeah, <laughs> chippy for a bit. Yeah, I just want to come work for you for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long do you see yourself working for us? Uh, a bit. <laughs> bit if you'll have me yeah a bit uh, mate. yeah how long is a bit ah, i see in it uh yeah please send us those uh any chefs out there if you've got any great tv quotes or bits and bobs just just send them to us slide into our dms um i think that's pretty much it i don't think i've got any no other i think we're all good yeah. lovely yeah. uh thanks again for all your comments and questions and appreciation for the new weekly podcast send your questions to us at the nightcap underscore pod also and uh this is asking a lot i get this but Ratings and reviews, they are so helpful for us because it's not just about uh, stroking our ego, which it does. Yes. But it's also about, that's how these algorithm works about getting the podcast seen and heard in charts and you know people discovering us. So if you like it, if you give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, it promotes us more and then more people can share it, like it. The club gets bigger. Yeah, it's dead easy to do as well. If you just yeah. go down on the, as I use iTunes for my podcast, just go on our scroll down just click five yeah nothing else and if you could be really fucked and type a yeah, little sentence type something out oh yeah. just no this is all you gotta do five stars yeah and then just comment just saying listen for a bit yeah, yeah. that's it I will know we'll get it just say oh yeah like, how, how long have I been listening question mark a bit just for a bit innit? <laughs> I listened to this yeah. for a bit that'd be ideal uh, cool thanks so much we'll see you next week cool cheers <laughs>